If you don't like Chief Geef, we're going to have Chief Beef. <laughs> hey, Roaches. I'm Todd Tondera, and welcome to my audio thrifting diary. I scour secondhand stores searching for interesting artifacts, useful unusuals, trendy trinkets, cool collectibles, and good garbage. Each week for the show, I take a guest secondhand shopping. After we gather a thrift haul, we record an episode based on our findings. I'm sentimentally attached to things you have forgotten. It's time to get thrifty. Hey, who said you could come in here? popular words of friend Shane Becker, let's get this bread. Welcome to the latest edition of Thrifty Podcast, second-hand shopping for worm people. And I have a couple of worms on my couch joining me this evening. I'm your host, Toddy, and straight in front of me, my pal, my business partner, and the Brick Body Kids welcoming back to the show, the famous Shane Becker. Oh, Toddy, as he said, it's it's that time to gain that gluten. Yeah. Thank you yeah. for having me. So I love seeing you. Yeah, you're over on the the couch, brother, and uh, I've been deemed the couch parrot. The couch parrot, and uh, you have you've have selected a heart pillow. I am to cuddle upon. I told you before the show, I have to hold something when I'm sitting down because I'm lonely, and if I don't, I feel empty. Well, you have two pals in the room with you. Very cool. Yeah. So, uh, so thank you from Shane, from Josh, and from everybody else that participated in Thriftathon to to whomever showed up, bought some stuff, watched some music, listening to some podcasts, anything you did at Thriftathon 2019. Thank you so much. But that was last week. That wasn't this past Friday but the Friday before it. So if you showed up, if you participated, thank you so much from us to you. And Shane, this was your first Thriftathon. This was my first gig that I took part in, I guess, you know, organizing. Yeah. Um, we had, like you said, we had two of our own separate little worlds. We did. We, um, my front room that we had set up, we had a Monarch Vintage our boy Sean out of Verona, very guy, very nice guy. Verona's a little suburb outside of Pittsburgh. Um, his girlfriend Maddie, she also does her own thing, but they're a collective. Uh, Markay Rust Belt Retro, one of my dearest friends since high school, came out and sported, and we got crushed mm-hmm. um, in a good way. Like we got orange crushed. Mm-hmm. Um, genuinely very grateful that it happened generally very grateful that it pops so much i never in my life thought i'd ever be a part of something that big mm-hmm. and i think for that to be my first sort of venture into that sort of world in the terms of events i mean 
I'm definitely excited for next year, and you should be too. Yeah, for sure. So that was Thrifted Thon 2019, Brick Body Kids, Shane and I's project. Sold some vintage wares. There was Monarch Vintage, as mm-hmm. you mentioned. There was also Rust Belt Retro, the Natural Mystic, all slinging some vintage gear in the front room that was curated by Shane Becker himself. And you had three different costume changes I did. throughout the night, and you you only bled through one bandage. I only so I for the listeners that are now just finding this out, I am a gimpy person right now. I I. Uh, Long story short, bought a brand new knife. And you flexed that you bought a brand new knife and on your story on the Instagram. Because it was... Moments before. Moments before. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> I had texted someone uh, probably three minutes before it happened that I wanted to... I bought a new knife and I'm ready to get cooking. Mm-hmm. And I ate an Italian hoagie afterwards. And then the third knife slice uh, was into my fingertip. And that is no longer with me paying my respects my fingertip rip um, rip your left pointer rip my left pointy boy Uh uh-huh rip the tip rip chip the flipper and you cut you cut the tip of your finger so much off that there was nothing to stitch back together at frankenstein so you've just been bleeding out of your finger every now and again for what a week and a half two weeks a week um a week yeah uh a lot of the reasons why I did my wardrobe changes, I went from a hockey jersey to a t-shirt, mm-hmm. and then I put a jacket over the t-shirt later on in the night. I was getting so hot that it was causing my blood pressure to go up, and I was bleeding too much, so I took the jacket off. Known Republican Kurt Schilling once pitched a game for the Boston Red Sox where his ankle bled through his sock and you saw the blood on it, and he did pretty well. And you said that this was your Kurt Schilling moment of the year. This was my – this thrifty thon and how well it turned out was my Kurt Schilling World Series victory game of probably – the last year if not the year before as well that's pretty awesome so you curated the front room i curated the music room and the podcast room and it was a lot of fun back there as well and also special shout out to the mr roboto project in pittsburgh pa for hosting us another year so shane and i are here today with first time guest sd peels is here from dandy neutral and dandy neutral is a gender neutral collection of clothing and tell us a little bit about what you do, Esty. And also, hello from me to you. <laughs> Hi. Hello. Um, so I am an avid, I'm an avid thrifter. I have been for many years. Um, I have a very long torso and short legs. I also suffered from body dysmorphia for a good portion of my life. So I've had a very long, interesting story with clothing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have been collecting clothes for myself and helping others for, I mean, 20 years at this point. Um, and so Dandy Neutral came along mainly because Instagram's real hot right now and people are making money off of upcycling. And I... Shout out at Brick Body Kids. Go on. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Brick Body all the way. I actually uh, have purchased two items now. Two whole items. From Brick Body. The bum hoodie and the Stoney's beer shirt. The Stoney's beer shirt. I get so many compliments on that. Mm, Very I used to as well. Very PA. 
was that yours? Yeah. That was wow, his per- a little personal me. collection. That was his personal <laughs> collection. Oh, wow. We're mm-hmm. so connected now. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I, um, I'm, doing, I'm doing a shop. I'm doing a shop of um, what I consider uh, gender-neutral um, pieces of clothing. Um, the line itself is also neutral colors. Uh, they're really great for staple pieces and pieces that you hold on to a while. Um, and I sell at the, the big stoop. Yeah. So you curate the, uh, North side big stoop sale. And that's also in Pittsburgh where we're all currently living. Brick body has been a part of that. And that's a good thing to kind of tie back into all three of us. How burnt from the God-given sun did you get <laughs> at, was it the July stoop sale? Oh, the, July the July stoop sale was, it was like selling on a, like a heated blanket, but also a heated piece of tinfoil because we just got crispy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was a pretty good We had fun. That we was had a, a great sale. time. I think June was the best one this season. Um that was a that was a killer month. Uh, we also uh, synced that month up with Pride. August yes. was wild. Um, yeah, the last that one. That was a really great mm-hmm. one. Um, and then Veg Fest for August, which mm-hmm. was in the North Commons. We got a lot of walkthrough for that as well. Uh-huh. So that was a that was a pretty all right one. Yeah. Were you there for that one? Yeah, yeah. you were there. For yeah, that. yeah, we had Shane a tent there. for that one, so we didn't you get were at crispy. A wedding. Yeah, I was definitely at a wedding. Unfortunately, Shane was there though. That was a fun one. Yeah, and so we hang out. Yeah. So the July one, so Shane was sitting with me, obviously, and my boy Lex was over from Reno, Nevada, and he was just kind of there sitting there. And Lex and I, throughout the day, we both started to feel sick, and we had just thought, well, we were kind of partying pretty heavily for a few days. So we are like, oh, it's like attributed to that. And then we are like, no, we like really need to eat. We really need to drink. So we're like, okay. And we had the best time over there. Everything was fine. We met a lot of cool people. And then we got home. We then had realized how literally burnt we were. <laughs> like we were almost sun poisoning burnt. And I would go on record to say like Lex got it even just a tad worse than I did. And he was l- like the color red. And, so we um, should take this time to remind people that if you are – Flea marketing and thrifting outside uh, during the summer months. You should uh, bring water, maybe an umbrella, parasol. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely, if you're selling, you should probably invest in a tent, which I know that Shane is piggybacking my tent right now. You took Esty's tent? Uh, <laughs> Esty offered and said, let's set up next to each other. But I sure. piggybacking. That's not bad. Yeah. That's fair. So we all have had thrifting experiences together. Yes. Much like today. This morning. This morning. So with Thrifty Podcast, every week, brand new thrift haul. And so we got our thrift haul for this week. I'm actually going to start things off with a bang. I'm going to start things off with a pop. And I'm going to start things off with a disappearing act. Because, folks, what I have in front of me is a Gilbert Misto magic chest from 1938. Mm. And wow. so this magic chest, uh, it's wooden. It's very heavy. It has a padlock on it. It looks like a set prop from the series Are You Afraid of the Dark? If Are You Afraid of the Dark was in the 30s. What, what about uh, Carnival from Carnival? Uh, HBO? HBO. So it was. it's very much that. 
And um, the Gilbert Misto Magic Chest is from the AC Gilbert Company. And the magic items inside, there are, there are multiple drawers. They're spread out everywhere. We've got rings. We've got playing cards. We've got a bunch of weird trinkets. And um, I, I just wanted to put the microphone inside the box so you could just get <laughs> the vibe of what it sounds like in there. And it sounds like magic, right? Oh, yeah. And for uh, all that open, your smell of vision purposes, it smells like if you left a paperback book in a basement for 100 years. Because that's what we have. We have a lot of paperback books in there as well. But all the, uh, the magic tricks inside, they date from 1920 to 1938. And inside here, as being from Pittsburgh, from Pittsburgh, PA, what I did not realize that this magic box is actually from here. Um, it has an address on awesome. most of it, and it says uh, 339 through 341 Fifth Avenue, Pittsburgh, PA. So we got to figure out what sits there now. Inside of it, as I mentioned, there are a lot of zany and kooky and hokey magic tricks. And also in here we have booklets on how these magic tricks uh, take place. I have one of the Gilbert booklets in my hand, and it says Gilbert Handkerchief Tricks. And if you open it up, it's just literally 70 pages of different handkerchief tricks that you could perform while using the handkerchiefs that they provided inside the chest. Um, over here, I have uh, another manual, and this is the Gilbert Knots and Splices. And on the front here, you see a gentleman in a business suit uh, doing all sorts of BDSM to himself. Yeah. And if he's you, struggling a little bit, he's struggling a little bit because everybody needs a little help with that. Should have taken the suit off. And in this very book, we have over 20 different ways to tie a knot safely. Very cool. So this could be used in several different ways and maybe even in some adult ways, but also some interesting magic ways. It's also the building, I've Googled it now, is a fine wine and good spirits. Oh, the Fine Wine and Good Spirits in, in downtown, downtown Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. I Fifth. actually know where that is. I do know where that is. It's like right – it's that – Yeah. Shoe. Very cool. Shoe. So the other thing that we need to address is that this box was what looks to be like violently ripped open. Yes. And so these are just – these are just – well, these are just the things that are still in the box. Yeah. Like yeah. what used to be in the box. And it's several different – like if I open this layer – there's ropes. There's ropes. There's cups. There's plastic bottles. Lots of dust. Uh, yeah, it smell, lots of dust. It smells like it's going to give me typhus. And uh, it will. <laughs> and uh, this one that I just picked up is a book of instructions, Misto Magic Number 1, Fun for Boys and Their Friends. Oh, uh, if you're a, for your, for your boy when fans. You're a boy. <laughs> when you're a boy. Uh, so... Um, and this was printed um, in the early 1900s itself, and it has some card tricks in it called the Misto Jacks. And I think I'm actually going to take some time to read what the hell this is. Requirements. There are six cards used in this trick. Three are prepared by having a portion of, of a jack printed in the upper left corner, so three jacks, while in the center of each, 
an ace is printed. So it's actually telling you what the what like the like jack queen king is. They're just like there's a diamond this, on it. It's yeah, a diamond. Baby cards. Here's the secret. Place the blank card face down on the table and beside it place the ace of spades. Arrange the other cards in your hand fan shape so that the false jacks are upmost on top of the place of the other jacks. You will then appear to be holding four ordinary jacks, but in fact, you're holding four fake jacks. Exhibit these to your audience, then pick up the ace of spades from the table and slip it underneath the real jack, which you then remove. Now, in quotations, now square up the cards, grasp them by the top, Rub them on the back of your hand for magic purposes just before you open them. <laughs> That's the best lie. <laughs> now when you open them, they will appear to be aces, for the false jacks are hidden. After exhibiting them, turn their faces towards you. Pick up the blank card. Slip it under the ace. Remove the ace. Square them up once more. And breathe upon them from magic effect. Oh, that's why it smells no, so weird. It's yeah. just breath. It's just <laughs> it's hundred year old breath. It's like if you ate a hundred year old magazine and then breathe. If you were trapped in that box, only eating these pamphlets. But it was uh, one of the the coolest things I found in in recent memory, and it was a heavy heavy box. And we do shop by the pound at Goodwill Outlets. So we had uh, a, a bit of a time hauling it around. So that was the, the magic chest, the Gilbert Misto magic chest from 1938. Its contents were from 1920 to the late 1930s. So that's my first piece. The second piece of the day, um, you're pointing, Shane is pointing at your kite, oh, SD. Do you want to talk, talk about, about the yeah, kite? The biggest we're kite talk I've about, ever seen in my whole life. Actually, I've been reading about kites. This is not the biggest kite, but I mean, this is the biggest kite for the day in the bins. Yeah. Biggest kite on the day it's in history? Five Maybe feet. Not. It's no, a five okay. foot kite. Actually, I have it right here. Largest kite was called the Megabyte. It was 6,781 square feet. Yikes. Why does that just become a flag that you're flying in that the air? Be <laughs> <laughs> when, when does the kite well, transition to a Well, if it's an inflatable kite, then that might be a blimp. Blimps are just inflatable kites. They're inflatable kites. <laughs> when your kite birds is are just breathing kites. <laughs> <laughs> when birds are kites. <laughs> so no, okay. it's, it's five This foot. one's the triplane. It's the Ram Air 5.0. Mm-hmm. Um, this is... Th- they still are selling these online. They're about $30 uh, retail, I'm guessing. Um, this one, it has a five-foot wingspan and a four-foot fuselage. Which fuselage, that's like the body. That's the body. That's the and body. it's a triplane, so it's got three flappy boys. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. It has three flappy boys. Um and you said you had purchased this for a for a gift. Oh yes, for my mother. My uh, my mother loves. Um, okay, so we're we're talking about local uh, Pennsylvania things. Uh, Presque Isle has a kite beach. That's an Erie, correct? That's an Erie. Yes. Erie, PA. Lake, Lake Erie, North PA. Dreary Erie, PA. Yes, they have one beach that they certify as the kite flying beach. Um, for as long as I remember, my mother's been taking me there just to look at kites. That's pretty damn cool. We have had many kites before in the past. We used to keep them in the trunk of the car. Um, also going to drop Sunny Slopes in South cool. Park. You're going to cool. show up and have that BKE. 
<laughs> that big kite energy. <laughs> yes, I am. Uh-huh. Um, People are going to be like, is that a five-foot kite? What's the fuselage on that? I'm really excited because Four. I didn't know what to get my mother. My, my mother is also um, a thrifting queen. She actually called me yesterday morning, uh, woke me up, and asked me if I wanted anything from Trader Jack's. Um, Trader Jack's is a local huge flea market on the weekends that people set Sunday. up shop at yeah sunday yes very large um woke me up just to make sure that i didn't need anything so uh it's really hard to find her things mm-hmm. for said um birthdays and times where you give people gifts um but i found this kite it's a five foot kite um i don't know if she's gonna be able to handle it um, wow, little I don't know if i'd be able to handle it little moms is i don't even know if i could use it it's got 20 feet of streamers mm-hmm. and and if you don't want the streamers uh, that's four feet a, five times a tornado spinner whoa yes all and included this has never been open never been touched in presque isle in erie pa erie pa has reminded me clearly of if anybody remembers the show erie indiana it was like goosebumps only like b-side mm-hmm. erie <laughs> indiana are you afraid of the dark all that kind of hokey dumb shit like that that's like the coolest thing in the world to me so that's what erie always remind me of also shout out my straight up uncle craig used to drive to erie and he used to stay at the bel-air hotel and on the Bel Air Hotel stationery in the hotel room, he used to draw comics and send them to me. And it was basically him in a backwards hat in a jean jacket in a car mooing at cows that were mooing back at him. He'd be like, oh, I went up this road and I saw some cows. And then you'd just see like a stick figure going moo and then the cows mooing back, stuff like that. I'm a big Uncle Craig guy. Uncle Craig fan. Uncle big time. Craig is a true <laughs> BBK homie. Yeah. Uncle Craig is brick body yeah. for sure. What's the backwards hat? We need to know. What um, is he wearing? He's always just worn a backwards hat. It's, it's a Penn State blockhead hat, normally, it, from when I've seen him. Did you say denim? Is this Wrangler? Pretty much. I feel like he's a Wrangler kind of guy. His vibe, Uncle Craig's vibe, and it's always been his vibe, is like jeans, like light, light blue jeans, light jean jacket, and a backwards dark hat. And he has had pretty much only three hats in the lifetime of me. One of them was a early 90s, like, golf recreational tournament hat. And he wore that backwards hat everywhere. And then, unfortunately, he had lost it after, like, over a decade. That's devastating. Didn't even phase him. Really? No, he's like, I, I guess... Feel like, like, nothing bothers Uncle No, Fred. and then he got a Wheeling West Virginia casino hat. <laughs> that one fell by the wayside in less than a decade, and now he's rocking the past like five, six years rocking a new hat. Sunglasses, mustache, Turner's iced tea in hand, Pontiac yes. driving, yes. Uncle Craig. Uncle Craig from PA. From PA. So thank you for the comics, Uncle Craig. So Shane, you're up next. Speaking of things. What does Shane want to share from his thrift hall today? That are supposed to be things. I got... A Pop-Tart to hold your Pop-Tarts. Yeah. What we have here is a Pop-Tart holder. It's like a lunchbox for a Pop-Tart. It's exactly that, and it it smells vaguely like a pastry. Um, Actually, you know what it looks like? It looks like a cigarette holder. That's interesting. 
if but it it's does. a pop tart. So it's a plastic pop tart. It's it's like a and little plastic. And you open it up book. and you put your pop tart. So it's a pop tart holder. So it you could take protector. It it's a pop tart protector. And this ain't no. It's a pop tart wallet. This ain't no middle of the <laughs> mall pop tart holder. This bitch is textured. This bitch is strawberry flavored. Yeah, and, it, and it's got fake sprinkles on it. And it's got fake little weird sugar sprinkles. But this wouldn't be a wallet unless you were wearing cargo I'm pants. Gonna, I think you I have could to have use big it as pockets. a wallet. I am a short person, so I have tiny pockets. So the shorter you are, the smaller the pockets, true or false? Um, I I don't know about that one, Shane. I think it's the girl pants you're wearing. Wow. 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 I mean, that was more of a comment on women's (laughs) pants. (laughs) I do. I've recently been a proprietor. This is in reference to my girl pants. Uh, I've been slowly cultivating champion 80s and 90s women's basketball shorts. Hell yeah. Because A, they make my ass look sick. Yeah. B, they're comfy as hell. Yeah. But I only have one pair. So Mm -hmm. if anyone finds any, please let me know. Um, Uh, Back on the Pop-Tart grind, this is strawberry flavored. And y'all dogged me for saying, I love strawberry Pop-Tarts. Yeah, I'm I'm going to go on a limb here and say my top three are Wildberry with the DNA splice on it. Yeah. Brown sugar cinnamon. I'm in. All day. And then strawberry. That's the survival Pop-Tart. None of the the chocolate Pop-Tarts are good. They're all <gasps> S'mores cheeks. all the way. Every single one oh of them God, is disgusting. Oh my God, S'mores Pop-Tart all the way. That's a good one. S'mores S'mores Pop-Tarts inside are like chewier and thicker in there. It's, um, it's like eating a chewy bar, but it's yeah. a Pop-Tart. But it's it's weird because like the, the wild berry Pop-Tart with the Slamming. purple ice cream with Slamming. the blue, cool as fuck. So good. Brown sugar, very good. Very good. And in fact, you I'm going to show- You can't go wrong with brown sugar. I'm going to show my ass a little bit. <laughs> I stayed over a friend's house a couple weeks ago. I woke up before him, and I found – well, I wasn't looking. They were they were sticking out. I found a brown sugar Pop-Tart box under his bed, and he was still sleeping. And I was like, yikes, I want one. But, of course, I didn't eat one. I just left it because I'm not going to eat that's somebody's That's because food. they're the survival Pop-Tart. So that's what boys have under their beds. Yes, just in case you need it. Those are the ones that you keep in your glove compartment. Yeah. Just in case, you know, you break down on the side of the road. Those are the ones that moms always have. Those and um, what are the the granola that always fall apart? Nature's. Oh. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, the, yeah. What are they the crumbly oh granola like bar the crumbly boys. Bars. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Peanut butter ones of those are hella good. Decent. Nature's Valley granola Nature's bars. Nature's Valley. Decent. Yeah. They're really good if you dip them in hummus. See, I'm not. That's weird, and I don't want to explain why I know that, but very good. Nature I'm not green. on the choo choo hummus train. I, I'm just not. Uh, chickpeas I'm make my farts smell like burning tires. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with chickpeas? I, I don't know. No they. The, it's it's a bean that you can't di- digest as well as so others. So it's like corn, but it's a bean. Because you can't digest corn. Not correctly, at least. So that was a, the Pop-Tart the pop tart wallet or the Pop-Tart holder. The Pop-Tart holder. So the you can have a Pop-Tart while you have pop a Pop-Tart tart with your Pop-Tarts. So I will go over my second thrift find of the day. And what we have here is actually something that I've been looking for for quite some time. Because I have the VHS tapes. I have some dubbed VHS tapes of this. But today I found the official soundtrack 
for Twin Peaks the show on cassette from 1990. Now, Twin Peaks is one of my favorite shows of all time, no doubt. I'm 31 years young, and I can remember the first airing of Twin Peaks. Now, I was a small, small boy. I was a small, small boy, and my mom used to watch Twin Peaks, and she also used to watch a deep-cut, hell-of-a-good show, Northern Exposure. Oh, yeah. And so it was Twin Peaks and Northern Exposure. And This is why you're so weird. Is this why I'm so weird? (laughs) Because my mom made me watch Twin Peaks? Probably. And Northern Exposure. And Northern Exposure. As an infant. (laughs) And... The thing about both of those shows were they were incredibly interesting to me then that when I was in my probably early 20s, I gave Twin Peaks a rewatch. And for those who haven't seen Twin Peaks, it's a David Lynch. uh, It's a must. Yeah, it's a must. It's a David Lynch produced, directed and wrote most of the episodes. But it's about this kooky town where unfortunately... A girl by the name of Laura Palmer was murdered. And it's kind of a murder mystery. Towards the end of the show's run, they tried to make the universe a lot bigger and a lot more mysterious. But it got canceled because it was well before its time and it was trying a lot of things. But for two whole years, America was asking who killed Laura Palmer. And I'm not obviously going to say that who did. But... And then the movie came out. And then the movie came out. Still Fire- didn't answer any questions. Yeah, Firewalk with Me was a was a horror film. It was a soft core porn. It was a soft core porn <laughs> horror film. <laughs> and I had watched that for the first time with the person I dated in high school. Oh, so yeah. At their um, at their parents' cabin. So it was the place in time to watch so it. So you were turned on and scared out of your mind. Right, which yeah. is... You got one of them fear boners. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. You get so scared, you just pretty pop I mean, it out. I think, I think that that's what David Lynch is always going for, right? Mm-hmm. Fear boners? Fear boners, yes. Mm-hmm. But it's it's beautifully shot. Um, the soundtrack is, is beautiful as well. Um, I have the... Bo- I'm looking at the box set right now on my shelf of the Twin Peaks box set that I have. I actually have two Twin Peaks box set. I also have Lex. the... Pu- the pilot episode on VHS tape, and I also have Firewalk with me on VHS tape somewhere in my VHS collection around. So this cassette tape that I got today from 1990 sort of fulfills that uh, era of uh, Twin Peaks tapes of some form. Um, but anything Twin Peaks, I'm definitely going to be into, as you probably assume. You you liked the reboot? Uh, I didn't hate it. All right. You looked at me as if I should hate it. Well, the I reboot. mean, we could go off on like a whole nother sure. tangent. Did you, did, when was the first, ST, when was the first time you watched Twin Peaks, the first run of it? Oh, that was my dad. Yeah. Yeah, that's the type of things my dad was watching late at night. That and like Dennis Miller and, Ooh. oh, all, all sorts of late night HBO specials we had hbo when it first came out Mm. he got the box that's really fun yeah it was a single box for hbo do you remember um shit do you remember um the days of i didn't have it but some of my friends did people would have hbo boxes and then they also have like 
uh, like it was like like the earliest form of the internet boxes, but it was like internet TV. No, I don't. So you'd like plug in the box and you were on the internet on your television and it was butthole though. <laughs> <laughs> like looking back it was straight up dookie butthole poop butt. Like <laughs> it was bad. No. Yeah. No, but he um he would um record things off the HBO onto VHS. Mhm. With our newfangled VCR. Hopefully no cops are listening. I know. Well, they're all gone now. They're all gone. All cops are gone. All cops are just <laughs> gone forever, dude. They're up there with the fucking electronic blimps and kites. And yeah, yeah. Just breathing kites. Oh, by the way, my mom can probably handle this kite. I'm just saying. I still don't think I could. It's well, it's it's me, a man. Ram Air, and I was looking these up as well, and they're for speed. It's one of the fastest kites. Mm-hmm. How How tall are both of you? I'm five five. I'm five, like five five. Five nine. Five nine. Okay. So the kite is pretty much It's me. Yeah. If I'm slouching. Like when I'm having when I'm having a bad so day. It's pretty much I'm as tall as me. I'm too. as tall as this kite. Yeah. Yeah. You've got a nine inch slouch? Probably, dude. <laughs> I my back's all sorts of fucked. I uh I definitely we, have a five inch. Um I am just under six foot. Just under six foot. So if I was a wrestler, they'd build me at six foot. Oh, very six foot cool. Even six oh. foot even. So that was uh, the Twin Peaks cassette. Um, next up, do you want to go over your slammer jammer, Shane? Oh, my smasher. Yeah, your smasher. Oh, so this might be. This isn't going to cause any microphone interference. No. Well, here it comes, baby. And what you're listening to is a smasher from the year 1997. Again, again. Yeah, here, again. Here's what I, here, wait, hold on. Before you hit it, I'll turn your microphone way up. Okay. Just don't talk into it when I'm doing this until I signal <laughs> you back or it'll fuck everything up. So just slam on that as many times as you can starting now. All right, you could resume talking. Your microphone level is back to normal. Um, in the duration of that, I'm vaguely certain I just broke it. Oh, cool, um, <laughs> cool, 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 cool. But if y'all don't remember um, Smashers, uh, little beanie toys, they have a little box in them. I think the most popular one was probably the one that was a golfer. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, I remember, I remember those ones yeah. now. Yep, mm-hmm. the little golfer, you smash him and he says some, some, some silly profanities. Nothing crazy. Some soft is here and some, there. Never some, hurt anybody. Some soft core like hells and dams. Whoa. Edgy for like the nineties. Um, we have a Pittsburgh Pirates one. Little little cap, little glove, little logo, little baby cleats. Yeah, he's got those cleats. Little baby cleats. <laughs> uh, he's diving, and he has three phrases. Whom we're not certain, but I, could I be all Greg up. Brown talking. We think it's Greg Brown. The the, the Greg Brown is the Pittsburgh Pirates uh, radio, radio broadcaster, man. and we believe it's his calls. Either it's him speaking, which I believe it, it is, or someone someone mimicking. very vaguely. I'm we're just trying it yeah. now, huh? We're just passing mm. around and hitting it. Hit the it. next one. Hit the next one. You'll see. That one sounds Ooh, like yeah, him. Yeah, that actually sounds like a recording. That's what I'm saying. The like, one so right after that, that yeah. sounds like him too. That, that definitely yeah, that's the most def- like that him. That one sounds like a recording because there's there's an audience in the background. Yeah. 
I don't know if it's the audience or if I fucked the speaker. I don't think my, you can. My so the audience. reason why you hear someone punching it is because it's <laughs> activated by slamming it. So for folks listening at home who haven't said, it, it doesn't just talk. You have to fucking slap it as hard as you can, and then it speaks very quietly. Yeah, so I mean, everybody's like point. listening in their headphones, and they just hear like, Doof, gunk, I, gunk, I gunk. told you this very recently. My last experience with one of those is the goat cart story. Um, we were at my dad's old job and we shout had, out dad's old job. Shout out big body Don. Um, <laughs> shout out Teflon Don, my, my actual real ass dad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, we had just, I was probably about eight or nine. We had just bought like a hundred horsepower goat cart. One with like a roll cage that like you down the fucking street. Yeah. And, I remember it smacking one of these in the office while my brother and my dad were outside. All I hear is a thump, and it wasn't me hitting the smasher. It was my brother rolling the golf cart onto its side. And then we had to sell the golf cart because my mother was not happy. Whoa. But that is the last time I picked up one of those. I got a dad golf cart story real quick. I wasn't involved in it, but I was a little kid. It was before my parents got divorced. They got divorced when I was 10. So speaking of Uncle Craig, Uncle Craig has been nationally a good boy. He's never really done anything bad boy. But he was hanging out with my bad boy dad, and they had a mutual friend named (laughs) Bill Nagy. And Bill Nagy, Uncle Craig, and dad were all in a golf cart. And dad, and I believe Bill Nagy, I'm not positive, but definitely dad. And dad was driving the golf cart drunk, and he spun the fucker spun it around and almost killed himself and Bill Nagy. I believe Craig got out of there fine, but my dad came home and his left elbow was just, you could see the bone and it was all torn to shreds. Bill Nagy was in the hospital. And then my dad was like, this ain't, this ain't going to be falling on me. My dad then sued the golf course (laughs) because it was raining and there were no signs not to speed and won. That's my dad for you. My dad has gotten out of so much trouble. It's unbelievable how much trouble he's gotten out of. He's totaled entire Jeeps and gotten out of trouble. He is literally driven home totaled cars somehow. Loud enough that the neighbors call the police because whatever is driving into the neighborhood, people look out the window and go like, what the fuck is this gloomy ass parade of parts? And the police have come. And they're like, well, we didn't see you driving it, so we can't really do anything. And that's my dad, but I haven't lived with him in a long time. I haven't lived with him even when I lived with him, kind of. He was just sort of there sometimes. So that's my dad anyway. Um, (laughs) On on to the next thrift piece. Uh, Esty, would you like to go over your shoes? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would. Um, Mm -hmm. I I had a great day. This was at the Red, White, and Blue, actually. The Red, White, and Blue thrift store. Oh, this one was the Bellevue. Mm -hmm. Red, White, and Blue. Rizzle, Um, Rizzle, and Bizzle. I found the most amazing pair of platform sandals. Mm -hmm. Um, They're made by Clover Canyon. Um, They're handmade in California. Um, So made in the U.S. They're wonderful. They're comfortable. Um, what would you say they look like? Um, they're like a pinata. I would say like they're a, sort of like a, a pinata, uh, meets sort of like, like a higher class payless shoes st- type style, <laughs> like a higher class payless meets pinata. Are you saying that because of the colors? A platform is a, is a 
flat form, and a wedge has a little a little. A, little, a wedge is a high heel. Little little dive in it. Well, the the toe bed of it is flat. Mm-hmm. A wedge is a high heel where the entire sole is still one piece, so that you can walk on rugged terrain. And um, this one in particular has a big toe, toe hold. I was just going to yes. say that. I'm yeah. a fan of the toe hold. It keeps the big toe in. And if you keep the big toe in for fans of feet, you'll know that it keeps the shoe on. A little lesson here. A little lesson all of our from feet Thrifty. fans. Yes. Um, yeah, I guess, I guess this is a brand that started in 2011. Um, they're doing really well. They they're being sold anywhere from Poshmark um, for quite a bit of money, and I think ASOS picked them up, um, so they sell them new on their website. Um, I'm really excited about them. I have wide feet, and I don't often find things that are super cute. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really excited about these, and I tied my two pieces together because I found out that both kites and platforms originate in China, and I have Whoa. lots of fun facts about that. Yeah, so that's second act of the show. Yeah. We'll be hearing more about that in Thrifty Trivia Trivia. Speaking yes. of wide feet, my mom would only take me to Payless when I was a little wee lad because I can only fit into their wide foot New Balance shoes. Me too. That made me look like a grandpa. Pretty cool. Yeah, Pretty everybody cool. made fun and kids of my called me grandpa shoes. feet. It's interesting. When you're younger, it's cool to look older. When you're older, it's cool to look younger. That's what well, you got to do. Everybody about, wants to be somebody else. How about I date else. myself? She would buy me the knockoff Airwalks. Ooh. Yeah. Very I don't know cool. that I got shoes that much. <laughs> I like, got probably one a year, two years. Yeah. Just because my feet would grow, and they grew out and not long weird so i got like chode feet now weird. it's tough <laughs> oh, i for uh for we talked about this a little bit earlier today um about a decade maybe a less than a decade ago i used to manage a journey's shoe store oh, and yeah. the amount of people that would come in and swear to god they had wide feet everybody would be like well you have wide feet you have wide feet and i will i i, I will say this you like five to ten percent of those people actually had wide feet. Mm. Everybody who came in was like, I have a wide foot. And what I would do is I would lie and they'd be like, you got this in wide. I'd be like after like after explaining to them so many times, like, no, you just need a like an upsize. That's it. I just want. Yeah, we do. Having and I would bring wide up the upsize feet makes shoe shopping incredibly difficult. And I would just bring their shoes. And but there were some folks with wide feet that didn't believe they had wide feet. And they would buy Uggs and just smash the shit out of them putting their feet in it and ruin them. Because not only would they not fit in them, but they would ruin them for the next person. So I was on, like, Uggs duty all the time. I'd be Aren't like, Uggs stop just smashing like the Uggs. basically a giant slipper? How did they not fit? There you go. That's you why smash people... smash the back down. It yeah, looks, like, uh, looks like some floppy cake after a while. <laughs> yeah. That wide it just heel. looked like Graham It's like putting cake. a piece of plywood into a shoe pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So that, that was that. But do you want to go over uh, your roller Ooh, skates fine, Shane? Shoes with moving pieces on Shoes them. with wheels. Tell oh, us that about that. That would also be considered a platform, but platform with wheels. Platform wheelie boys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have uh, official... Leather roller derby skates that I'm trying to pick up, but I'm kind of paired it on the... Oh, welcome to our ASMR podcast. Today, we will be rolling some wheels. Pretty cool. Very cool. 
they're, um, they're metal wheels. We have official rollers. <laughs> that was really funny. That was that was a good little thing you just did there. <laughs> um, they are official roller derby skates from the '60s. Um, black skates. They have a white and black strings. Those silver are the wheels. original laces. Is there a specific name for that pattern? No. Diamonds. Diamonds. Um, <laughs> there's like a specific word. Almost. There's like diamond argyle. They're kind of like an argyle. Uh, they're wicked heavy. Yeah. They are it's wicked heavy. Because the wheels aren't rubber. The yeah. wheels are also metal. You want to hear them again? Metal wheels. That's and this has concluded our ASMR podcast. Thank you. Um, I just came. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's over his fear boner. Yeah, heard. Um genuinely pretty <laughs> cool um very like if that met if that bdsm magician from that box were to show up i wouldn't be surprised if he was wearing these leather roller <laughs> skates well because uh, he's a musician a businessman and a derby fanatic a sex freak <laughs> some would say yeah. or uh, i think like not all magicians are sex freaks but you have to be a sex freak to be a music like like to, to be a magician. I think all encompassing, they all have fetishes. So yeah, that's fine. We all do. Yeah. Magicians all... definitely fuck though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Magicians, yeah. Waluigi, they all fuck. I actually know. I knew someone who dated a mu- uh, a magician, mm-hmm. dated a magician, and she was telling me about it. Because I was just, you know, it's not my business. But she was just like, if you're ever curious, yeah, they do do bits in the bedroom. And I'm oh, like, I yeah, would I imagine just, so. I would do that thing so. that you do with your thumb like where you make it come off, but it's with your penis. Yeah. yeah. Stuff like that was going on. Rabbit under the pillow. Oh, you see this. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Disappearing act. I don't like when my cats jump up on the bed while I'm having sex, let alone a rabbit. I don't have a cat to jump on. Well, actually, you can't really jump on my bed because I have a mattress on the floor, and I've been doing that since I've been a kid. And I'll tell you what, it's actually a lot cooler. It's grounding. It's it very is. cool. The key is... You can sleep anywhere because you're not overprivileged. Right. But the key is when you have a mattress, because I have a queen-size, like very, very firm queen-size mattress, and I have multiple sheets, multiple covers... But the key to sleeping on the floor is when you hang stuff on the walls or if you have stuff by the bed, do not put it at your level. Still put it at regular eye level. <laughs> that way when you lay in your bed, you feel like you're in like a, a cozy little cave because it's like below sea level. You give yourself the below sea level feel. So and it's, it's like you're sleeping on the floor. It's like you're sleeping on the floor. But you sleep <laughs> on the floor <laughs> when you sleep on the floor. But, uh, yeah, I've always done it. And also, like, I've moved so much in my life that, like, bed frames are just useless. I actually just got myself a bed frame at the rightful age of 35 for the first time in my life. So you were a mattress on the floor person? Always. Because I'm a camper. Like, I don't right. I don't want to be somewhere and feel like, oh, I'm not going to be able to fall asleep because I'm not comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that uh, that all plays into just being comfortable with torture <laughs> sure yeah <laughs> pretty much like i'm uncomfortable that's okay i i wouldn't have it any other way i can't when i travel i can't sleep because i have to sleep on the side of my head i have to sleep on my temples for some reason there has to be pressure on my temples for me to fall that asleep. that might be like passing out though yeah it's yeah. probably me passing out 
Um, but I can't sleep on buses because you just put your head back. I can't sleep on planes because I'm afraid of flying, but also because I have <laughs> to put my head back. So I can't sleep while I travel at what all. What if you lean up against the window? Nope. Doesn't no. work because you vibrate. He's got to like drive a stake into his temple at a minute. Yeah. So a lot of times when I try to sleep on, I have to be still. You know how people are like, oh, you know, like it's the... The plane kind of rocks you to sleep. I have to be still. So sometimes when I'm traveling to stay absolutely still, I'll put my feet on the seat in front of me and push. So my weight keeps me still. But then if I drift off, the weight recesses and then I wake up again. So usually like I travel a lot too. So say I, I have some friends in New York and I go to like a, like an eight hour bus ride. Yeah. So if I. And they're some, overnight too. So what? You're up all night. I'm up all night. Oof. I'm up all night. Megabus is rough. And as it is, as a regular human being, I get five to six hours of sleep. Every, no, I will. That's it. I will Same walk probably, all though. over Philly, all over Manhattan with my three traveling pillows when I travel on the bus because I'm sorry. I cannot. I can sleep anywhere. Planes. Mm-hmm. The moment we take off, I'm out. Yikes. Drooling, snoring. Yikes. Where's the weirdest place you ever slept? The weirdest, weirdest place I ever slept. Um, I but slept. What constitutes as weird? Yeah, it's it, I mean, it's subjective. You mean like the most like maybe like obscure, obscure. Oh. Uh, I slept in Union Square Park in New York overnight once. Very cool. On a bench. Well, mm. I've done this a couple times where if you take two chairs and you just have one that's like holding your like chest weight and one that's like pretty much like about thigh area uh-huh. i can i can straddle two chairs like that and i can i can do it every time yeah i, I mean cool. like that that's you fell asleep in a sheets once well i was high as <laughs> <laughs> i was like On the oh, floor uh it's actually kind of a like a short sad story um this was probably five six years ago but I lived by myself, much like I do now. But I lived by myself in Monroeville, PA. Shout out Monroeville. You may uh, people not from Pittsburgh have pro- heard of Monroeville <laughs> because old deep cut My Chemical Romance has a song called "Early Sunsets Over Monroeville." And that's, and that's about. And that's the only Monroeville. Yeah, that was that was it. But I was at my apartment, and we were smoking marijuana, the illegal drug. Um and. and- In some states. And I had, yeah, in some states. And I smoked it and I didn't like it. it, So I, and then I drove because I was not stoned because I don't drive like not safe ever. I don't drink and drive. I don't condone any of that. That's garbage. Don't do that. You put yourself and other people in danger. But anyway, I smoked and then I drove to Sheets. And then when I got to Sheets, it hit me. And then I ordered food. I ate the food. I sat in my car. And the next thing I know, it was like five hours later. Oh, you fell asleep in your car. I fell asleep in my car, stoned at sheets. With everyone at your house. With everyone at my house. (laughs) And the saddest part is I looked at my phone. I didn't get one text. I didn't get one text. And my boys were back. Who I thought were my boys. Who I thought were my boys were back at my apartment. And then I, I didn't get one text. Anything could have happened to me out there. And I'm not saying. You know, if you had some girls at that party, they probably would have texted you. Oh, it was a stupid fucking boys club because <laughs> the boys would come over and they would act like jerk offs. And then I would go to my room, close the door because I didn't want to deal with them. For a second, I thought you were going to tell me you like fell asleep 
in the sheets. My friends <laughs> used to bring over their partners and they would like have sex at my apartment because that was like the meeting place. Everybody came to my house and everybody would have sex in my living room and I would be in my bedroom. And at the time I wasn't interested in dating. In fact, I, yeah, I didn't think that I was going to be a person who was interested in that. I didn't think I would be dating. Um, yeah, I didn't think I like men or women. Like I didn't think that I was going to be someone who dated. Like I had no interest is what I'm saying. I just didn't have an interest. So people would invite their partners over and then like slam dog millionaire right there under my Batman blanket in the damn living room. And that's For what I had to wondering, deal with. We started this conversation about roller skates. Anyway, back to <laughs> roller skating. So those were official roller de- derby roller skates, black with diamond pattern. And I'm not sad. I'm actually fully fine and well adjusted. So that was our. So smack there the is slammer. No doubt about it. Smack the slammer. Um, so that was our thrift haul for the day. When we return after this quick commercial break, we have a three-way thrifty trivia trivia about our thrift haul. So everybody listening, stay tuned. One of those great magician's utility devices. For example, um, ask somebody to name their favorite color. And you can immediately, from your empty hands, produce a rainbow streamer with every single color on it. I know it's a bit of a cheat, but it's a pretty cool trick. And hey-ho, we're magicians. We're supposed to cheat. The secret? That great utility device, the thumb tip. It can produce things. It can vanish things. It can uh, transform things. It's... It's pretty much a magic show in and of itself. And right now, you can get the Misto Magic Thumb Tips from Magic Makers. These little guys come in uh, two shades. There's standard and there's fair. So you can very closely match the tip to the color of your skin. And uh, I've got to tell you guys, if you don't do thumb tip magic, you should. It's great magic. And if you want the best thumb tips, these are the ones I use. I think these are the best around. So there you have them. The Misto Magic Thumb Tips from Magic Makers. With another thrifty episode comes this week's PodCoin Listener of the Week. This week, it's Kelly If you're Kelly and you listen to us on PodCoin, there maybe is a chance that you are PodCoin Listener of the Week. Kelly, thank you for putting all the time in to listen to our show on that podcast application. If you would like to be Kelly and you would like to be PodCoin Podcast Listener of the Week, all you have to do is listen to Thrifty right there on PodCoin, the mobile application you listen to podcasts on. All right, everybody, on to more commercials. I think the most memorable experience I had in France was visiting the cathedral at Chartres. And if you've never been there, it's a beautiful uh, 400-year-old cathedral, beautiful stained glass. And it's, I'll be honest with you, it's a very, very moving experience. And uh, as I was writing my name on it with a can of spray paint, I... 
I thought of a religious experience I had earlier, about six months ago. I was at home, and an angel appeared before me. And it's so much fun, because the best thing to do, if an angel appears before you, you try and poke your hand through him. It drives them nuts. Whoa! Come on! Yo! But, you know, it's so hard to believe in anything anymore. You know that? Like, religion is so mythological, and it's always some story. You know, Biff came down from the sky with the magic golden rings. And science, on the other hand, is just pure empiricism. And uh, by virtue of its method, it excludes metaphysics. And I guess I wouldn't believe in anything if it weren't for my lucky astrology mood watch. <laughs> Back from commercial break. Shane, do you want to pop those socks off like us? Uh, yeah. No, I do not. Wiggle With your, SD and I, we pop your piggy toes. Off. I don't think I've ever been a barefoot guy unless really? it's outside. Oh, you totally are a white sock boy. No, I'm not. These are just the only socks I clean. What, mm. what kind of socks do you wear? Just ones that make it white. look like not wearing any. White. Oh, naked look socks. <laughs> I, have a, I have a pair of Al Capone socks and their caricature socks, and he looks ripped out of his mind yeah he but probably was outside of that i'm where just you know the dry fits you, no i just, i have one pair of dry fits which are these i wear the itty bibby bibby yeah i wear like the socks. little baby ballet socks <laughs> you know this is a toe friendly environment if you're ashamed of your toes I there's just, no reason to be shane really likes my vintage couch because it's eight foot long and when i have the ac in the window on it bakes the couch in coolness. <laughs> and so that's why I thought that you would appreciate, because you like to sprawl out on it, that you would appreciate going sockless on it. Maybe one day. I will. Maybe I'm just, one day. I, I have a busted ass finger. And you don't it, need more stuff, is what you're saying. No, I just your can't finger take off hurts, my socks so you can't take your socks off. Yeah. So would you like to take my socks off? Kind of. No. I'm fine. Ooh, can we, can, can we mic it again? No. I'm here just <laughs> for the ASMR. ASMR. Today I'll be. Taking off my socks. I'm gonna be taking <laughs> off the dry fit Nike socks. I think my balls are Come here, give me that foot. <laughs> Today I will be breaking some spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna hop into our favorite segment: thrifty trivia, trivia. Jack. One, two. Thrifty trivia, trivia. And for new listeners to the show, Thrifty Trivia Trivia is a multiple choice answer game. And the questions we ask each other are based either tightly or loosely to our thrift haul. They're A, B, C, and D. And D is always none of the above. And Ds have tricked us in the past and they are increasingly difficult to go around. So I will be asking SD and Shane the first question. Shane, you could respond first this time, and then SD will go the next time. Okay. So my first question of the day is in relation to magic. Um, so we had the Gilbert Misto magic chest from 1938. So this is a magic-based question. What private club for – I keep saying musicians for some reason by accident. What private club for magicians in Hollywood, California, features Irma, an invisible ghostly piano player 
who could play almost any suggested song by visitors. What Private Club of, of Magicians in Hollywood features Irma, ghostly piano player who could play almost any song suggested. You know my ass would walk in there and ask her to just play Monster Mash like 65 times. Probably has happened. Very cool. Probably has happened. But isn't so, this like the opening credits to Westworld? Pretty much. Okay. So what's the name of the private club in Hollywood? Is it A, the Magic Castle? <laughs> B, the Time Machine? C, the Kingdom Enclave? D, none of the above. What private club for magicians in Hollywood, California, features Irma, an invisible ghostly piano player who could play almost any song suggested? Again, A, the Magic Castle, B, Time Machine, C, the Kingdom Enclave, or D, none of the above, and they're all made up. Shane, what are your thoughts? I think Magic Castle sounds like a chain restaurant, so I'm going to leave that one off the wayside. Interesting. What was B again? B was uh, the Time Machine, and C was the Kingdom Enclave. D was none of the above. Time Machine just... Maybe seems, it is. Maybe seems it good or bad. Seems go made B? up. Seems made the fuck up. Okay. So I'm between C and D. So SD? you definitely don't think it's the Time Machine. SD. Thoughts. Uh, if it's well, in, did you answer? No, we not didn't. yet. I was giving her. Wow, her yeah. you passed on it. I'm not passing. I thought we were both answering it, aren't we? Yes, no, but you, go you, first this time. you oh. have to go first this time. C, because you haven't hit me with a first question D, in I don't think ever. So you said the Kingdom Enclave is the name of the private club. Sounds for Magicians bougie. Hollywood, California. Sounds okay. Private. If it's in Hollywood, California, I'm gonna go with A with the castle. What was the year again? Um, it's current. Oh, it's current? Yes. Magic Castle sounds like you get, like, some fried but have mac Have you and been cheese. to Hollywood? It's so cheesy. Oh, okay. Yeah, you get everything with cheese. Okay. Everything is cheese. For dairy fans. I'm going to go with A. I don't know why. I just feel really, I feel like this castle theme is has to have a ghost in I it. I think you have two answers with some sort of castle or sure. kingdom. Uh-huh. I think it's either A or C, but I'm going C. Okay. So the correct answer, the question again, what private club for magicians in Hollywood, California features Irma, an invisible ghostly piano player who could play almost any song suggested by visitors? The correct answer is A, wow. the magic yeah. castle. And it's actually a classy Victorian mansion and private magician club. Wow. A, the magic castle of Hollywood, California. I these up one. Well, I only know this because I go to Hollywood when I'm in L.A. Like, it's just, it's you gotta go. It's kitschy. It's Is real it, it's kitschy. kitschy. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I haven't been past Colorado. Interesting. Hmm. That's pretty cool. I was in L.A. this past summer, which I did Thrifty Los Angeles episode, mm-hmm. and that was a part of the, the summer festivities, the summer party that was uh, we had the Thrifty Excursion, then we had the Thrifty Los Angeles, and then we had the Thrifty Summer Party. So those were the three uh, summer episodes we did, and you could listen to those back on the stream. And Shane, you were a part of two of them. I was. Did, those you, were the first did you go to the Melrose Trading Post? I didn't. <gasps> I didn't. You I walked out. around. I walked around Glendale by myself for mostly the whole oh, time. Oh, what a beautiful flea market! I am so inspired by it. You have to go, and you know what? You can do spirit flights and go back anytime I, you want. I stayed with somebody. Pits that, LAX. Yeah, yeah. I stayed with somebody that slept in all the time. 
and I don't because I like to get out and do stuff. So it was me just mainly walking around. But no joke, there was a Goodwill outlet with bins very close by. You know, I am very Not disappointed many, with the thrifting in L.A. I'm going to say this. It's wild. Uh, there <laughs> aren't wild. many. The last time I was there, I was with my friend who does two-lane vintage. Throw uh-huh. that out there. Shout out to Craig. Um, and we went thrifting and I'm not impressed with LA thrifting. Hmm. I, the Goodwill outlet that I went to was huge, dirty, and very cool, but it was, it was, (laughs) (laughs) when, when you're huge, dirty, and very cool. (laughs) So yes, it was the magic castle. So Esty gets the point. Shane, would you like to ask your question? Sure. And this is in relation to, uh. Our little rollerblades, skates, roller, roller skates, skates question, roller skates roller question. Skates, you got a brand new key. All right, folks. Um, this is a movie reference okay. for movie fans. For Ooh. film fans. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we are, we're all, we're all, uh, a, it, we all understand what an extremely goofy movie is, yes? Yes. We remember that yeah. Disney classic Extremely movie. goofy movie? Yes. Oh, yes. Speaking of, real quick, speaking of David Lynch and speaking of Twin Peaks, have you ever seen the cut on YouTube of the David Lynch goofy movie no. cut? It is insane. Can we watch it after this? Yeah, we, we can, definitely. Okay. Look it up, though. Cool. Look it up. Goofy movie, David Lynch YouTube. Go on with your question. The final scene <laughs> in an extremely goofy movie is them racing on roller blades roller skates mm-hmm. down this S- x games thing it, c- it was kind of like brink the disney yep. movie yeah. <laughs> um in that in that scene the uh, antagonist whose name probably one of the best probably one of the best antagonist names in film history bradley undercrust the third mm-hmm. sabotages sabotages the race max's team who yep. is goofy's son how goofy and max goofy yep Yep. Goofy Goofy, I guess his name is, yeah? Yeah. Goofy Goofy and Max Goofy. Yep. How does Bradley Undercrust III sabotage Max's team? Does he, A, attach rockets to PJ Skates and sends him flying into the air? B, loosens all the screws in PJ Skates so the wheels fall off during the race? C, Bradley Undercrust III tells Max that his dead mom wasn't actually his mom? Or D... None what? of the above. Uh, C is eliminated. That's cruel. Well, is that what he did, though? Is God. that what he did? Because I'll say this. That's going to fuck somebody up. It's going to fuck someone fuck up. Somebody You're up. not going to win any races. And no. then bonus qu- bonus point for Shane this question. Does a, SD, Shane does this bonus what thing that it? no I, one the, ever okay, does. Nobody told me this is was that part bad? of the rules. No, it's fine. It's your own thing, but a I'm very competitive. Thing. Bonus, question. A bonus question. Yeah. Goofy's wife in the 50s. <laughs> okay. Is constantly referred to as Mrs. Goofy. What was her other alias? Did he just win my question? You know what? You know what? That. that would be a cool ass Instagram at Goofy's wife in the fifties. <laughs> <laughs> but is yeah. the answer? All right. So wait for the first question. Yeah. B- before the bonus, I'm gonna go with he. Um, he probably took the screws out. I don't remember. I feel like it's the screws, so that was B. Essie's locking in with B. I'm going to go B, screws loose, you lose. B, that's how they lost. That's how they were sabotaged. Toddy, your answer to the bonus point. Oh. 
What was even the damn question for uh, that? What's what's Goofy's wife's what's, other alias? So she goes by Mrs. Goof so wait, or Mrs. He, Goofy. He goes by his last name. I guess so. Yeah. What I is Goofy's first Goofy's, name? I think it's Goofy Goofy. No. Well, it's a it's a male it's a male character in entertainment. So it's like Bob, the the dominant name. So it's like Goofy and Miss Goofy because you just go by the dude's name. So. Oh, what her other alias? It's Mrs. Blank, Daisy. Mrs. Daisy. Mrs. Dog. Mrs. Dog ain't it? It's Mrs. Geef. Why? Ms. Why is it Mrs. G E E F? And there's no explanation Mrs. to why. Geef. Where did you get this information? Rap game, Mrs. Geef. Rap game, <laughs> Mrs. Geef. <laughs> Mrs. Geef, also known as Mrs. Goof, was the wife of Goofy and mother of Max Goof. Could you imagine if his name was Geefy? <laughs> this whole so time. So their last name is Goof, so it's Goofy Goof. Maybe it's Geef Goofy. But she's Geef Goofy, and he's Goof. Goofy Goof. Goofy Geef? And Max no, Goof Geef. No, she would be Geef Goof. And he's Max Goof. What's that song that goes Geef Goof Goof Geef Bop? Did, <laughs> That's did, no song. Did they tell him that his mother died or wasn't his mother? What's the answer to the first question? Yeah, what's <laughs> the answer to the actual question? Like, I'm really question. sad, okay? That's like what's a really cruel thing to do. Question? How, how it did is he rumored s- that his mom did die. Yeah. We don't need to go into how, this. What was well, the answer to the question? The oh, way rockets. that it's Bradley Undercrust the third sabotages the race is A, he attaches rockets to PJ skates and sends him flying in the air. Yep, he does. Yeah. Can I be honest? I wanted to do that, but you said B and then it made a lot of sense. I'm sorry, I'm the voice of reason here. I actually I've actually seen this film. I stole I B. saw it but I don't remember it. I stole B from I the think Rocket I Power anything movie. Anything before the age of eleven. Yeah. Yeah. Rocket Power movie's sick as fuck, too. Rocket Power movie has some rafting in a cave with glow worms But did that backfire on him because it would make them go faster? Did he win the race because of it? Well, no. he fl- freaked out. It was before it oh, started. Oh, your mom's calling you. My That's mom is calling me. Talking some shit on moms. Dude. I yeah. love my mom. Shout out all moms. Rap game yeah, moms. Yeah, your mom is worried about you. Rest right in now. peace, my own mom. It's her birthday today. Happy birthday, mom. Rest in peace. Happy anyway, birthday. Anyway, um, <laughs> here, uh, so none of us got that right. So Esty still has one with point. One point. Okay. And so Esty, your first question. Oh, my first question. Yes. Okay. All right. I um I did I did some things with this kite, um, and I wanna I wanna throw out this fun fact first uh, that kite flying was banned in 1760 in Japan because too many people preferred to fly kites than work. Yeah. When you love kites. <laughs> when you love You don't want to work? Put the kite down. Put the kite down, bub. All right. So <laughs> it, it was also banned in China, but they would take it away from you and put you in jail. Um, for kites. For kites. For flying kites, yes. So moving into that, the, the Chinese name for a kite is Feng Zhang. Whoa. What does Feng Zhang mean if it translates to English? Does it mean A, wind water, B, wind harp, or C, steamed pork with rice powder? 
Yo. Smack ball. And D is not um, Shane, do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? So, I know it's not C. I think it's definitely A or B because I'm pretty sure in the animated series. And it doesn't seem Avatar, like D was even an option. Yeah. No, no, no. Homegirl said, no, I'm just not even going to do D. No D. So it's A, B, C. Well, I thought like across the board we all got that D was none of the above. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Uh, what was A and B again? They're both wind blank. Wind water, wind, wind harp. water, wind harp, or steam pork with rice powder. Rice powder. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, this one's kind of a trick question. Wind water seems like it would make sense because it's flappy. Mm-hmm. Wind harp would make sense because it kind of looks like a harp. Except this one looks like a triplane. This one definitely looks like a triplane. I'm going to say wind water, which I think was A. That one wind was water a. was A. Okay. Yep. I'm going to go with B, wind harp. And if it's C... I just don't know what to tell you. All right. So the, the correct harp. answer is wind harp. Wow. Yes. Because originally kites had musical instruments like flutes tied onto them. So they were called wind harps. It's like those footballs um, you throw. Wind water is actually feng shui. Wow. And okay. um, if you drop the G and pronounce it fen zeng, that is steamed pork. With rice powder. rice powder, yeah, yeah. very cool. So yeah. they, they all made sense in their own aspect, but I generally, believe it or not, did know the answer. I didn't guess that one because oh, you knew that he knew it. I had a, I made a kite growing up, and it had for whatever reason the Buffalo Sabers hockey mascot on it. <laughs> um, the first year that they went to the the first year they went from the blue and yellow to they went through a phase where they were black red and gray and i put the buffalo sabers black red and gray on the 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 kite and um somebody in my class uh referred to that as a wind harp and i was mm. like what's going on with that and then they told me that answer so there it that's know. why you made so it wasn't knowledge thing. it was knowledge that i only knew because someone told me a million years ago. So I have a point. SD has a point. I have SD a point. has a point. And I'm getting blank. These are the first two questions I've ever missed in Thrifty Thrifty Trivia. That's because you won't take your socks off. It's because you won't take your socks off. Let's I be real. I can't take my Come socks here, off. Come here. Give me. Look, we'll mic it. Give it to me. Nine. Ooh, he's letting me do it. SD, SD is, is taking off. Removing. Welcome to our Can ASMR podcast. Oh, it's too sticky. Yeah, because they're tight socks. SD is removing Shane's sock in front of me because Shane has nine fingers because of the knife incident. One sock's off. Did you hear that? The static at the end. That was nice. SD removing the second sock from this young man's foot. Perfect. This concludes our ASMR podcast. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. So my second question. I did get the Twin Peaks cassette today. Mm-hmm. So this is actually a Twin Peaks question, sort of. Mm-hmm. FBI agent Dale Cooper states in the pilot episode of Twin Peaks, it's located five miles south of the Canadian border, which places it in the Salmo Priest wilderness. What 
animal is the most common animal found in the Salmo Priest Wilderness in Washington State? A. The mule deer. B. Songbirds. C. The pronghorn. Or D. None of the above. None of these. The Salmo Priest Wilderness, the most common animal found there, A, the mule deer, B, songbirds, C, pronghorn, or D, none of the above. SD. SD, you are first. I'm going to go with A, the mule deer. Mule deer. What what speaks mule deer to you about this? Is a mule deer even a real animal? It, yeah, they're all real. Okay, they're all real. Yeah. Um, okay, so if you are just passing into Washington from Canada, correct? Um, there are many types of animals that live um, in forested areas. So I'm going to go with a deer first and foremost. The songbirds, um, I, I'm not feeling that one. What was the third one? Pronghorn. A pronghorn. Mm-hmm. I've actually never seen those. I don't know where they live. The so that was the is other. Just the deer with extra stuff. That does it. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty and much. That's my guess. C. Well, it's 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 either A or C. It's not the songbirds. I I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I think I could be. I yeah. I could be throwing everybody off. I again. think C and D are probably the best guess here. I mean, mule deer even probably too. I think this one's very up in the air, and I can't. I'm gonna re- go with A. And I always try to read your face when you read these, Toddy, and I couldn't get anything off it. Dude, I'm hard to read. I guess so. I'll admit that out loud um, for the first time. I'm gonna firmly say D. None of the above. Mm. None of the above, and you said A. Yeah, I went with mule A. Deer. I also think pronghorns aren't northern animals; they might be southern. I th- don't they live in arid climates? We're about to find out oh, if they live look. in the Salmo Priest Wilderness. All right. So, uh, the most common animal found in the Salmo Priest Wilderness, A, mule deer, B, songbird, C, pronghorn, D, none of the above, the correct answer. Hmm? A, mule deer. I should have said mule deer. A, mule deer. And has Esty got any wrong? No, I did. I, I... I thought that Goofy's son's. Oh well, the Goofy one. That's right. Yeah. You said the Goofy one, like I said. The Goofy one had a bonus. It had like a bonus. Well, okay. So in my head, logistics would say that if you strapped rockets on someone's skates during a race, that they would win. That wouldn't sabotage them. That didn't make sense to me. (laughs) Chief Goofy. Homeboy just said Chief (laughs) Goofy. If you don't like Chief Goofy, we're gonna have Chief Beef. Like Chief Chief or like a Chief a Keith, Keith Chief Keith. Yes, you said Chief Chief. <laughs> Chief Keith Keith. <laughs> yes, Chief Keith King Sosa, the homeboy. All right, um, brother, you hit us with me now. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Question Don't get it not, too close. I'm, I have a T-pose going that's not going to give us interference. Yeah. Uh, this is in reference to our Pop-Tart holder. Pop-Tart oh, yes. holder. Pop-tart so you put a Pop-Tart holder. in the Pop-Tart and you put it in your big pocket. You, and if, you for anyone wondering, we took my socks off and my feet are now sweaty. This is me opening a Pop-Tart case and closing it. <laughs> I'll this. admit this now to the world. A Pop-Tart has never gotten me off. 
And the and thus concludes our. I don't know a podcast. toasted s'mores pop tart. Mm. Oh. Mm. All right. Ooh. So this is uh mm. this question is in tune with that. Uh, pop tarts have been a thing for quite some time. Some would say the sixties, <laughs> which is crazy. <laughs> some would say the sixties. Some, some it's, out there. It sounds like you're writing an essay. That's how. That's pretty much how I write these. Yeah. Um, but before they were called pop tarts, they were called something else. What was the name of pop tarts before they became pop tarts? In 1963. Oh. Fruit bread. A. <laughs> close. A. Fruit tangles. B. Country squares. Oh. C. Tarts with a Z. Or D. None of the above. I'm going with. Oh, sorry. Is it, what I don't were Pop Tarts called sorry. before they were pol- called Pop Tarts? And some would say the 60s. And some would say the 60s. A. Fruit tangles. B country squares, C tarts with a Z, or D none of the above. B seems the most likely, but it also might be the red herring of this whole thing. It might be the red herring of this whole thing. I'm gonna feel stupid if I guess something and it is B. Or I could have made them all up. Or he could have made them all up. This is definitely scratch and sniff. It's strawberry. No way. Yeah, I smell strawberry. It's scratch. The pop tart container scratch and sniff. Let me see it. Real yeah, quick. it smells like strawberries. The pop cart. The pop tart container is actually a plastic pop tart with strawberry on it. So we're finding if it's scratch and sniff. Is it confirmed scratch and sniff? No, but I'm putting my entire face on this I very smell, dirty I have, piece of plastic. I have a great sense of smell. I'm gonna go. You know what? Fine, I'll go with it. I'm going to go with B, country squares, but I am going to be mad if it's A, fruit tangles. B, country squares. So before the 60s? Well, they... Some would say the 60s. Some would say the 60s. Some would say. Pop-Tarts are introduced in uh, the 60s. So SD, you are up. I mean, I, I really feel B as well. Like, it's not fruit tangles. That one's stupid. It sounds so cool. Tarts with a Z is so 90s. That's not yeah. real. Mm-hmm. Um, and some would say these are from the 60s, so that's not really... <laughs> you know what? Turn the 6 I'm upside gonna, down. It's I don't even now. care if I lose this point. I'm going to go with D. Wow. Oh. A proud I don't care if I lose at this point. Well, so, I think SD wins anyway. SD's <laughs> has the most points right. SD's up Three to one. Yeah. Oh. Two to one. Mm-mm, two to one. She missed my first question. She's gotten both yours right. Yeah. What are, which one? Are, oh, the goofy, goofy one. Foot. The goofy foot. Goofy foot. So I'm going to go so, B, country squares, and you're going to go D, none of the above. Yeah. So what were Pop-Tarts called before they were Pop-Tarts in the 60s? A, fruit tangles. B, country squares. C, tarts with a Z. Or D, none of the above. The correct answer is B, country squares. Let's squares. fucking go. All right. Let's go. Right. Well, you know what? You have this chance to tie me. I think yeah. this is, you've gotten one right now or two? Two. That's two. two. That's so a second. it's tied up two. Tied? Two. Is it tied two, two? I don't think Toddy's ever won 53 Chibber. I have, but not with three people. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> if, 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 if I did, in fact, get a few right. I could win it here. So hit me with your second question, SD. Oh, okay. This one was Chain about and I. 
This yeah. was about the, the mm-hmm. shoe. Mm-hmm. So okay. this is a in, in relation to the shoes that you got today. Shoe yeah. question. Yeah. So um, once again, like I said, I, I managed to, to make this about uh, Chinese history. Cool. So um, during which dynasty did the Manchu forbade the binding of women's feet, Yikes. switching over to platform shoes to convey class status? Yikes. Yikes. All right. All right. Yeah. We got A, the Shan Dynasty. Uh-huh. B, the Qing, spelled with a Q, Dynasty. C, Duck Dynasty. Uh-huh. <laughs> D, the Patriots Dynasty. <laughs> D, none of the above. Well, you just saved C for fun today, huh? Oh, C was come for on, fun. It was funny. See, <laughs> and it's not far off because this dust, Duck Dynasty idiots probably. They love definitely, it. they definitely love foot binding. Like they definitely are just like anything to make sure that us masculine types are like the forefront. Like they're probably slightly mad that like women vote for president. I'm assuming, <laughs> like. <laughs> Um, I'm pretty sure is there, there is, there's one woman on that show, right? Uh, probably. And they probably don't know her. They probably like the network was probably like, we need one. <laughs> there was another show on AMC, a comic book man on AMC where they had no women and the network was like, put a lady on there and they're just like, uh, we don't really know any. Oh my God. Do you remember when they brought out the female mutant Ninja Turtle? Yeah. What was her name? Female. Mutant yeah, but the, I don't remember turtle. her name, but then that's also kind of like female mutant. went away. Oh, it went away. It was terrible. Yeah. It, w- it She went had this away. whole backstory. She was she was left behind. She's actually supposedly it like left a, canon. It's not even canon anymore. I can't remember her name unfortunately. I did know it at one point in time. I did too. I don't so remember that, right now. That shows how like white in a man I am. I can't even remember. Like I think it was only on for one season. Probably don't be too. Um, harsh. That was like that was like Space Jam too. Like Lola Bunny. Like little kids used to like sexualize Lola Bunny, and they did in the film. And then Lola Bunny wasn't really in anything else. No, but she had great women's basketball shorts. She did. She did. She did. did. Anyway, um, I'm gonna go with A. Okay. I'm gonna I go with too. A. I'm also going with A. Really? Shun. Yes. Shun Dynasty. I think so. Yes. I was a. tempted to say Duck Dynasty. <laughs> it's actually B. I'm sorry. King with a Q. I got blanked. Well, got blanked. I also just wanted to bring up Shun because that's the knife that no, cut the tip why? of your I'm finger so off. I'm so fucking dense. <laughs> uh, the knife that I bought was a Shun chef, chef's knife. A very expensive. I just got roasted so you got the fun thing about that is is you bought an expensive knife that injured you it's yeah you buy you buy a sharp knife you get a sharp knife beautiful knife sounds like punk rock to me i don't know well (laughs) if we're being real sean is japanese and you are saying chinese i know that's why i thought you were gonna catch it Uh, and i said duck dynasty i didn't (laughs) threw me off with duck dynasty i I wasn't catching that was good so we tied competitive 
So we tied. I we put did. up the bagel. I, I had the op uh, the the opportunity to not tie and win, but we did tie. So there's no tiebreaker here. So we what about both another lose. bonus question, Shane? So we both um, lose. What was your bonus question? That was well, that's Geef. Chief Geef. <laughs> Chief Geef. <laughs> Chief Geef. <laughs> Mama Geef. Uh. <laughs> Quick bonus question, tiebreaker. Yeah. What famous Nickelodeon, the TV channel dog, did I name my goldfish after? A. Rocco's Spike. B. Rocco. Rocco's C. Uh. That means so it was it was Rocco. It was Rocco. It was Spike. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so you both tie. <laughs> nice. Nice. Okay. Well, that was our thrift haul. That was trivia. I want to thank Shane Becker and also SD Peels for uh, being on the show this week. Um, Brick Body Kids, Shane and I's thing here. We have to restock up because at Thriftathon, we sold a lot of our inventory. So, again, thank you for coming out to Thriftathon 2019 and Dandy Neutral, the gender neutral clothing collection. And the Northside Big Stoop Sale hype for next year in Pittsburgh. Northside There's Pittsburgh. There's also yeah this one this one will be podcasted afterwards. But oh yeah, because it's this week. Year. Last one. Yesterday. It was yesterday. Yeah. So I also want to give a shout out to the theme for our show for many reasons. Bluffs alternate reality. Bluffs.bandcamp.com. Who killed it at Thriftathon 2019. Also, our sponsor, Commonwealth Press, cwpress.com. If you order 50 shirts, you get 12 shirts for free, cwpress.com, promo code thrifty. So if you host a podcast, if if uh, we actually had an independent wrestler um, use the promo code and get T-shirts for himself. So if you're any type of brand, 50 shirts, you get 12 shirts for free, cwpress.com, promo code thrifty does anybody else have anything to plug on the way out any social media any other cool things you want to say oh um well dandy my, myself uh i've dusted off my uh jewelry making tools and i'm including um gender neutral jewelry as absolutely well. now a uh, dandy neutral is there a way to find dandy dandy neutral on the internet.com i am currently on instagram um, and I do have a website in the works that should be up and running in the next few months. Um, but right now I'm on Instagram and you can find me at the Northside Big Stoop Sale. Hell yeah. On Instagram also is NS Big Stoop Sale. There you go. Yeah. There you go. And Shane, we kind of have a, now this episode will go up Sunday, but we have a big night ahead of us because it is the WWE King of the Ring tournament the uh, final round before the finals, I have Ricochet winning it all, and you have who winning it all. You have you have changed your mind more times than you should have. Let's be honest. I haven't changed my mind at all. I've told you straight up I had an, an Andre, is his name? Uh, Andrade? Andrade, yes. Andrade. Well, he's out. He got torched. So my pick is still in tonight. However, Go Ricochet. Samoa Joe made it to the final four. He made it to the final four, but the final four is a triple threat. So the winner faces the winner of the other thing. So Baron Corbin, Samoa Joe, Ricochet tonight. Big night, big mood. And for everybody else, get roached.